It's uh, time now for the General Knowledge Podcast. It is Season 3, Episode 7, uh, 17th of January here, 2021. Moving full, powering on. Plenty of downloads. Everyone out there is loving the podcast. We're back into the swing of things now. Yeah, we've, uh, we've officially hit over 36,000 downloads for uh, for the show. That's just on the Podbean stats anyway, so it's going really good. Um, a lot of Patreon supporters out there as well. Still need a few more, so if you're keen to... Support what we're doing, uh, support alternative media, and listen to some really cool uh, member-only content. You can jump on over. There's a link on the Facebook page as well, but head on over to our Patreon um, and enjoy it. It's only a minimum minimum spend of five bucks, and you can get con- uh, all that bonus content as well, guys. So uh, we'd love if you could join me over there. Um, but here we go. It's, uh, like I said, Season 3, Episode 7 for this one. I'm joined by Andy Soames and Ethan Nash. Andy, how you going, big fella? Good to have you on for this one. Great. Very good, thanks, brother. It's a beautiful day in Brisbane today. So, oh, tell me about it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's been fantastic. So, yeah, just closing up the weekend now. So, mm. yeah, yeah, ready good. for another brutal week of work myself. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, things are growing out of control, man. We just did my. I had Flynn mow in the yard again just before we only finished like about an hour ago. And I was doing a few other things around the yard. It just gets out of hand so quickly. And I only did it like last week. After I was at your place last Sunday for um, for a catch up, you know, and then uh, we got home and we did the yard. That's <laughs> just crazy, man. Oh, mate, it has been. You'll be complaining though in winter when it's not growing. Well, see, I reckon we're, we're in for a bit of a wet winter <laughs> this year. I, um, I don't think it's going to be as dry as it usually is, so I'm, I'm probably going to be busier anyway. That's yeah, what, well, that's it has my... been. It, it has definitely been an unusual. You know, summer yeah. compared to previous seasons. So. Shit, yeah. Normally this time of year, like I said, we're we're walking around on crunchy grass, man, because nothing's fucking growing. It's all burnt to a crisp. But mm. man, it's lush mm. and green out there now. Anyway, uh, enough of that. That's my you know, personal business that I do. That's all I talk about half the time. But anyway, Ethan is with us as well, brother. How you going, man? Good to have you back on the show for another year, twenty twenty one, man. Here we are. Twenty twenty one, general. Um, the roller coaster keeps going on and. 
here we are. I'm just enjoying another beautiful day. And Andy, it is beautiful unless uh, you're recording a podcast in a room where you're trying to minimise noise. <laughs> These are the months where it gets very humid for the podcasters in Brisbane. So oh, please, okay. please spare us a thought for yeah. those with all the windows bound up and the doors <laughs> off and no fans going to interfere with the the music. Man, I'm doing the opposite. It's... I've got my window open, fan on. I'm, I'm, I'm still sweating, but I'm, I'm, you can't do that to yourself, man. If you want to, man, open a window up. It's all good. People won't mind. <laughs> no, no, I can't do that, General. I'm, uh, I always try to be professional, kind of. I, I like that I'm, I've got less police sirens and trucks and everything this season coming past my house, but there's, there's still a lot of traffic, so I'll, I'll try to keep it at a low. I've become a seasoned, uh, humid podcaster right, here in beautiful Brisbane. <laughs> I was going to say, how many times have we actually... I think back now, and you're right, there's so many times we've had sirens going past and you know weather we can hear everything going on it's full on a but yeah it is what it is (laughs) we don't have the money for big ass you know professional studios so that's how we rely on all you lovely listeners to get on and support what we do so head over to tottnews.com and join up as a member over there ethan's always popping out the content and uh, you're definitely getting your money's worth as well but uh feel free to throw a bit of love our way as well all that sort of stuff goes on to improving everything that we do for you guys so Hey, if that's what you're all interested in, then you guys have the power to help us out. <laughs> Five bucks minimum. <laughs> anyway, enough enough of probing our listeners. <laughs> hey, um, I shared with you guys that story. Um, I also shared it with our Patreon supporters, of course, on the last show I did. But I figured I'll, I'll let all the regular listeners know as well because it was it was a very interesting encounter. And like I said, I shared it with you guys on our little personal chat group that we have going. Um, and I, I wanted to find out if you guys have also had some encounters um, with the uh, the mask police in uh, in in Logan or Brisbane or wherever you are. But I'll tell the listeners my story, right? So obviously, uh, for anyone who's listening internationally or outside of Queensland, we have, we are of course uh, we had three days of of lockdown with you know all these restrictions and rules and blah 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 that we all had to follow, which of course. Uh, I know I certainly didn't, um, neither did I'm pretty sure Andy, I even went over to his place for a lunch and we all had a big gathering, it was lovely, um, <laughs> so we were like, fuck this, but anyway, so come Tuesday, you know, the lockdown specifically said they ended on Monday at 6pm, which was all bullshit, we knew it wasn't actually going to end, the, technically the lockdowns ended, but all the restrictions pretty much stayed in place apart from a few minor changes here and there. Um, so masks were still mandated in public places and all this sort of shit, you know, except if you were driving in your car, you didn't have to wear one, even though I've certainly noticed a lot of people and still now people still wearing them while they're driving around in their own car by themselves. Like how dumb do you have to fucking be? But people are still doing it. They've been trained, haven't they, Ethan? You know, that's just how they are these days. Well, I'm not sure, General. I, I saw um, the Queensland Health Department say that you do have to wear the while you're in the, your car. Now, I'm not sure if that's still the case or if that was just during the lockdown period, um, but there was a point where people did have to wear the cars. It comes from the Queensland Health Facebook page. Yeah, that, that is correct. Um, but I, I do believe, uh, I think I saw information from Queensland Health saying that once that lockdown of three days had ended, they said you don't need to wear it in your own personal car. If you're in an Uber or if you're in a taxi or on public transport, you still had to wear them. But if you're in your own personal private vehicle, you no longer had to wear it in the vehicle. That was one of the things I do recall seeing. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I just wanted to, 
yeah, just clarify that detail because you know, either way, people are being trained, but it's all almost mm. like an after effect. You know what I mean? People oh, big are time. Just keeping restrictions on themselves, they're doing it to themselves uh, because they were trained or they don't even bother to, to look at it. They just go, this is the way that things are now out of fear and are just driving around with them still in the cars. Yeah, and I, I think know, it's thanks, been... Thanks I think it's been intentionally um, obfuscated. Is that the right word? Anyway, like they've intentionally made it really confusing, you know, with when to do it, when not to do it, let's do it now, let's not do it now. And they keep changing these things and they make these little tweaks, but they don't really let everyone know, you know. So, and they have, and I've noticed on the motorways and things, it's like they say, you know, when in doubt, wear a mask, you know, like that's, that's the mentality of they're trying to train the people. So if you're not sure, just wear a mask anyway, you know. So they're really just training people to just fucking wear masks all the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mate. No, it's you'd have a better perspective of driving than me. I'm not a big um, driver. Um, yeah, spend a lot of time in the car. Yeah, absolutely. But um, you know, there's other facets of life where I can see that that's obviously mirrored. You know what I mean? You go into restaurants and clubs and stuff, and they've got ridiculous rules that are very confusing for you to follow you know there's rules mm-hmm. in place now in some venues where if you're sitting and having a drink with a friend you don't have to wear a mask but if you're sitting without a drink you have to wear a mask yep and then you have to put a mask on to go get a drink and then you can come back and take the mask off all this type of stuff and it's all intentionally confusing we know mm-hmm. george orwell talked about this you know the overstimulation of information as a as a tool as a weapon to make things confusing so people just tune out. That's what and, I mean, you know, yeah. That's, that's what we're seeing. That's the goal, I think. And I think they've done that from from the beginning in 2020. They were doing this sort of same sort of thing, making ridiculous rules that literally don't make sense because what you just said then is absolutely correct. You know, there's things like if you're... A, they have, like, obviously low seats and what we refer to as, as a dryer bar, so, like, a, you know, a tall circular table that you can stand around with your mates and have a beer. You know, you can't stand there and have a beer with a mask off or just talk to your friends with a mask off. But if there's a stool, like a high stool at that bar, you can sit and then you can take the mask off. It doesn't fucking make sense. You know what I mean? What's the difference? (laughs) The virus knows. (laughs) The most intelligent virus on the planet. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's intentionally, um, you're right, it's done on purpose to fuck people over and just to fuck with their minds. But then they just, you're right, they get to the point where they just go, oh, fuck it, I'm not sure, I'll just wear it anyway. And then that becomes the norm then, so. But anyway, so. And and it's it's pretty bizarre to see everyone just going about their normal activities, you know. It's just bizarro world out there, people (sighs) jogging and walking their dogs and exercising in parks and doing everything with all, you know, face masks on. You know, nappies on their face. Yeah, and that's what I said to you. I think I said that in the chat to you boys and and even when I came over to Andy's place. uh, You know, there was my my next door neighbor, even when you don't have to wear the mask at home, he was at the front of his house mowing his lawn with a mask on. I'm like, come on, man, what the fuck? Like, you're a massive big Samoan bloke and you can probably struggle to breathe as it is and you're wearing a mask while doing strenuous exercise. I'm surprised he didn't keel over. Fuck. Anyway. Yeah, yeah hy- no. hypoxia is what they get is that lack of oxygen to the brain so yeah um, and i'm seeing it i'm seeing a lot of people talk about like the effects that it's having on their just face region in general mm-hmm. you know like in, in terms of just like yeah. yeah pimples and your skin getting all bad Watchy, and sweaty yeah. and moist and all that stuff you know just ruining your skin there it's just it, these things weren't designed to be worn all day every day yeah. you know there's people out there that have to wear it all day in retail shops and everything 
it's not designed to be worn all day. Even surgeons twenty minutes stuff, max. Take them on and off. Yeah, yeah, twenty minutes max. Yeah. Do swaps and stuff if you're getting surgery and everything. You know what I mean. Go out of the room, get some oxygen, come back in. This there's procedures that happen. Yeah. Uh, but we're just and expected it's for their to safety. Just wear whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? so absolutely. this this actually flies in the face of health and safety. You know, <laughs> goes absolutely against everything they're trying to do. But anyway, I, I digress. I, I wanted to to just to tell this this story because um, it, it was pretty important because it relates to you know our rights and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, my my wife she does she actually does have a bit of anxiety and she gets quite upset with some of this sort of you know seeing all these people in masks around her and she like I'm I'm not wearing she'll never wear one neither will I. But anyway, her normal grocery days on a Tuesday and she went down to the shops and I was at work and she pulled up, she parked and she just looked out and she's like, everyone around her is just wearing masks. And she just sort of, she kind of locked up and she sort of started crying and then she rang me and she was real upset. I'm like, babe, it's all right, you know, just just go home and we'll, we'll do it together, you know, safety in numbers and we'll, we'll support each other and we'll just, you head home, take it easy and we'll, we'll go when I finish work, you know. So I, I'm usually home before two o'clock in the afternoon anyway, so it's no, no big drama, no big drama. Anyway, so we go back down together and she's still, you know, even when we parked the car there, you know, she's still a bit shaky and stuff. I'm like, it's all right, babe, come on, let's go. We'll just, just go about our business, you know, like, like, don't even look at them, just head down or head up, whatever, just don't make eye contact, you know, just go about our business like it's a normal day. And we get in there and we, first thing we do is because she, she goes, to, you know, her process is she'll go to Aldi first and then she'll come back and she'll go to Coles and then then back to the car. That's what you usually do. So we grab a trolley from Coles and then we make our way down the corridors through Grand Plaza at Brown's Plains and uh, we're pushing a trolley, empty trolley because we're heading to Aldi. And then in the middle, where one of the toilet corridors is two police officers standing there. And of course, they see us straight away because every other fucking idiot around us is in a mask except for us. Even little kids under 12 that didn't have to wear masks or, or they say, you know, don't, you know, aren't required by law to wear masks, whatever, uh, are still wearing masks. So, I mean, we're, we're literally almost the only two people in the fucking shopping center that aren't wearing masks. Of course, one of them goes straight away. We get close. And I wasn't even looking at him. I was just going to walk straight past him. That was never going to happen, of course. He goes, hey, folks, where's your masks? And uh, I just turn and look at him and say, I, I don't have one. And then my wife goes, um, oh, we have a medical exemption. And uh, they, they sort of, they're all sitting there getting fidgety. They're touching their own masks, you know, adjusting them with their fingers and shit, you know, as everyone does. And uh, he goes, oh, you know, have you got your paperwork with you? And I said, no, nah, it's at home. And he goes, oh, what's the exemption for? I said, well, that's, that's between me and my medical practitioner. And my wife says, well, you're not, you're not allowed to ask us that. And he goes, well, what are you down here for? And my wife says, well, we need food for our family. I said, you know, we're here to support each other and we're going to do the grocery shopping. I said, and one guy goes, well, so, so what is it? What, you have trouble breathing or you know, like you, you have asthma or something? I said, again, that's between me and my medical practitioner. And he just rolls his eyes and kind of looks away. And the other guy goes, I said, mate, look, we're only going to be doing a grocery shopping, getting the bare essentials and we're going home. I said, we're not going to be here long. And he's like, he roll, the other guy again rolls his eyes, looks away while he's fiddling with his own mask. The guy I'm talking, he puts his hands on his hips, looks at me, gives me like the, the you're a fucking idiot kind of look on his face. And he goes, okay. And I just turn around. We just turn and just keep walking, walk straight past him. And it would just, and it said that, uh, I sort of, we walk, as we got around the corner, I said to the wife, I said, how good does that feel? You know what I mean? Like they were powerless to do anything. It was awesome. Like literally they had, they couldn't do anything. You know, they wanted to sit there and make us wear a mask with all the other fucking plebs around us. But no, we stick to our guns because, you know, you don't have to prove 
that you have an exemption. You could just, you can make it up. Literally, you can make it up. But yeah, my, my wife literally does have like anxiety attacks because of all this stuff and she was feeling really anxious. And, um, you know, so that's technically a, can be classed as a mental health condition or not necessarily a disorder, but you know what I mean? Um, so it was really good. We had that kind of power over them and you just sort of stood our ground. It was a, probably a different scenario to what happened with that um, the lass in uh, New South Wales that has made its way around social media. I'm sure most of our listeners may have caught that one. If not, I have shared that on the Real News Australia Facebook page, so just scroll back through and have a look. I'll probably try and include it in the show notes for you. Um, but she was uh, accosted. She, went, she spent the whole day at the shop. Well, not the whole day. She spent her whole shopping trip without a mask on. She got out the doors of the shops, and then she, was, uh, she had the police come up and ask her, you know, where's your mask? And she said she had a medical exemption. And they said, okay, no worries. And she, he, and the cop apparently went to walk away with his, with his younger uh, junior constable. And then she said, I know my rights. And then that, of course, triggered the fucking cop who then came back, turned around and started having a go at her, placed her under arrest, uh, you know, searched through her belongings, you know, and she's recording this on her phone at the same time. And then she did the second a second video when the police officer, he's the main one who was uh, putting her under arrest. Meanwhile, the junior constable literally didn't say a word and she asked him, well, why haven't you said a word? You know, why aren't you protecting my rights and stuff? Oh, I'm just a junior constable, the other guy says. Meanwhile, the other guy's on the phone to his uh, superior, which was a, uh, a female uh, officer, and advised him, the male officer, to apologize, to not, you know, not place her under arrest anymore and to let her go free. Um, and to fully apologise, give her all his details, where he lives, his number, urge, and to urge her to make a complaint against him, which uh, I'm told that uh, in the videos that I've seen of her, she's definitely going to do, and she's following it up with legal action as well because of a wrongful arrest. So, um, yeah, because she has a medical exemption as well, and she even said that she doesn't have to prove it and all that sort of stuff. So what do you think of that, lads? Yeah, first of all, my, of course, my encounter. Um, I wanted to find out with you two as well if you've each had uh, an encounter of sorts as well, but... I, First of all, you, uh, I'll throw to you, Andy. Um, what's your thoughts on, uh, on my encounter? And have you had anything similar yourself? Uh, <clears throat> I've been trying very hard to have an encounter. You know? <laughs> I, I, honestly, I love I've that. Been, of course you have. <laughs> I've been down the hyperdome, like, uh, no joke, probably about well, at least a dozen times for different things. And, <laughs> you know, it's not really fair, really, that, you know, you seem to get all of the spotlight. You know? <laughs> Sorry, um, mate. Sorry, but like you know, but if I was a young female and and maybe had a couple of kids in tow or something like that, I guess I guess I'd get plenty of attention because you know, like rather than being like a you know a not very attractive middle aged bloke that's got like a bit of an oh, angry scale on, come on, on his face, <laughs> you know, like um, I'm probably not really like you know the kind of thing that they they want to like pick on yeah them, that's so. what I mean they tend to I want guess... to try and pick on younger people or women and stuff yeah vulnerable like people mm. so you know it's kind of like this seems to be the direction that the police force must be taking in its recruitment process that you know mm. oh, no, to be I, I like narcissistic how you, and... I like how you use the term police force rather than service because yeah you're spot on there <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's been a force for a long time, isn't it? Yeah, right? exactly. Rather than the service, I think the service thing finished back in the early eighties. Yeah, Ethan. Um, Ethan, did you have any encounters, or have you had to go out and venture into the public with a 
with a mask on. I'm sure you didn't, of course. But tell us, tell us first of all, what did you think of my encounter, and then have you had something similar? Yeah, Jamie. Well, first of all, you know, well done with your encounter. I know I said it the other day, but well, you're a bit soft again. Hang on, it's just real soft again. Start again. Can you hear me now? Oh, it's about the same. It, it did pick. It happened before, but it, it increased in volume. So, um, just just continue on. I'll try and bump up the volume in this part. No worries. Yeah. I mean, you continue on with your story, brother. Yeah, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. We can we can still hear you. It's just a little bit softer than usual. That's all. Um. So, yeah. No. Um. First of all, the story general. Well done with that. I hope it inspires listeners to get out there because it's it's obviously a state of fear that um, people have in their mind. You know what I mean? And it, it really is that social fear, not not necessarily legal fear, but it's the social fear of everyone looking around and looking at you. Um, with you know, it, it's for me. I have a different perspective on things. You know what I mean? I see the comedy skit value of the events that are going on. You know, whereas other people aren't like that. You know, general, you said your your wife, for example, you know, handles situations differently. Whereas for me, I find it very comedic to walk around and have all of the eyes looking at you like you're a terrorist. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really exhilarating. I haven't had too many confrontations. Um, the only time I like, I don't really go into any of these venues and stuff. Um, and the places I do go, I know a lot of the people that work there and stuff. Um, the only places I have tried to attempt is Uber rides where you have to agree to wear a mask and then either the Uber driver shows up and I just go, Hey, do I have to wear a mask? This is ridiculous. And then they just go, nah, it's fine. I, I don't want to wear it either and just oh, take good. it off. <laughs> or they go, Oh no, you have to wear a mask. And I go, Oh, sorry. I didn't realize that I'll just cancel the ride. And then they go, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Just, just come on in. Like, cause they've already driven out. So they <laughs> yeah, do that, nice. that little tactic. Like, Oh, sorry. I don't have a mask, man. Yours will protect you from the, the boogeyman for sure. Uh, <laughs> but that's really all um, I've been involved. I, I suspect like I went into one venue and the, you know, that dance for me, dance for me monkey song was on, mm, on mm, the radio, yeah. which I thought was, was very funny. So for the 10 days, I will do their, their little dance around, um, and not, not poke the dragon, so to speak. But if they try to extend it like Melbourne and everything, then I assume that I'll have more confrontation stories to speak about. But the general reception that I've found is people think it's a load of nonsense. Um, but again, then you have the, npc non-player character masses around you which you know aren't capable of critical thinking which you know i just find amusing that they that the spotlight's all on me you know i hope i look good for them as i'm strolling past and and they're looking at me in fear general mm. yeah. <laughs> so that's my perspective it's a good feeling though isn't it and i i sort of kind of relish the same you know i went down we went to bunnings as well and yeah, we didn't even get stopped or asked or anything by any of the staff. We just walked straight through and every other fuckwit's walking in, sanitizing their hands and, you know, putting on their face masks, all that sort of shit. But we just shopped as per usual and as we were lining up, you know, we don't social distance. We just walk right up behind the people in front of us and then as we were sitting there ready to, you know, sort of lining up to pay for our uh, item, there was a lady behind us on the phone and 
she's there like, oh, yeah, everyone else is doing the right thing. There's two rude people in front of us who aren't. You know, like, this is what she's <laughs> saying on the phone. And I, me, I just sort of looked at Danielle and gave her a smirk, you know, and I, I was so tempted to just fucking let her have it and just say something to her. But I'm like, nah, this will just trigger fucking every other fuckwit around him to, to support yeah. her and I'll get ganged on. So Yeah, you'll I be just... on nine news, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just let it go. I'm like, oh, we'll just have a laugh about that later, you know. I'm like... But this is the mentality of people. I mean, I was even tempted to just go, bah, you know, like fucking just make some sheep noises or something. And that's the thing, you know, it's almost like a tactical battle these days. Mm. You know, for anyone out there that, you know, wants to, you know, exercise their rights and whatnot, you've got to take that subtle approach, you know, that you have a medical exemption, that you have a condition, that you're going along with people that generally do have a medical exemption. You know, I've seen people riding around on scooters, old men and stuff that don't have masks on, you know, it's just the question comes in when they look at you and you're young and fairly healthy, they go, well, what really do you have a medical exemption for? But in these circumstances, like you said, General, it's so tempting to just be that person. I know my rights and cause a scene, but the social training is that far entrenched that people are just trained. As you said, it's like a, what is it? A, a emphasize in your body, you know, which one will trigger the rest and they'll all turn on you like robots. So you've got to take the subtle approach as hard as it is, yeah. but it does feel good when you do it. As you said, I kind of liken it to, I don't know if you've ever, if you boys have ever seen the movie world war Z, but in that there's a, you know, throughout the movie, but towards the end, they're kind of at one of these CDC facilities, which is all populated by fucking zombies. And they're all creeping around and they sort of realize that, you know, if you're allowed or if you, if you kill one and make too much noise, it really aggravates all the other zombies and they get really aggressive and come after you even more so. But if you do it really quietly and stuff, you know, then you'll get you'll be able to get through. Or if you just be real quiet, you can just coast through and, you know, you won't get detected. And I, I liken that literally to the what's happening right now. All these fucking zombies around us. And if you're not quiet, if you don't, you know, if you make a bit of a fuss or you're too loud, then they'll just swarm on you, you know, and you'll barely even escape with your life. But... If you just, you know, just stick to your own guns and just keep keep quiet and just move around, you'll get through it. You know, you'll navigate it no problem. So I just thought that was a little uh, similarity there with, with how we are in the, in, in the current situation anyway. Sure, um, man. It's mm. definitely coming through that way, you know. Like, I've always akin those types of shows to, you know, the symbolic value behind them. Oh, you know, like the, the walking dead aren't zombies that are walking around. You know what I mean? They're people that... Are walking around around you you know heads buried in their phone not capable of critical thought these are the walking dead you know going towards the the kovac slaughter and all of this type of stuff and they're the same ones that are judging and you know it's, it's almost when you look at those types of things these zombie apocalypse movies you know maybe there's a deeper message behind the videos that we're seeing general yeah absolutely i mean i agree um one thing i wanted to touch on as well boys um and i think during the pre-show, I mentioned it, but I kind of want to know if you'd noticed it as well, but I'm sure some of the listeners have probably noticed this too. If not, what I'm referring to is that every time we see some sort of information put out on uh, social media, specifically Facebook, I'll, I'll mention that now. So, uh, you know, one of the main news sources like Channel 9, 7, 10, Sky News, you know, BBC, whoever it is that's putting out articles um, with anything regards to coronavirus at all. Like, that doesn't matter in what context. I, I've noticed a massive trend over the last couple of weeks, especially more specifically really just for this, for this year, that every time they do put something out, 
the obviously everyone knows that you can press like to, to simply like a, a post or you can you know sort of hold your finger down and then it'll be you know all the different sorts of reactions you know the the wow the heart the you know the, the angry face the the ha ha all that sort of stuff and you put your own sort of spin on your reaction to that particular post uh and i've noticed so what i've noticed lately guys is that there's a massive trend of people every time the mainstream media puts out something to do with coronavirus they are getting absolutely slammed not only in the comments well we wanted to sort of talk about the comments as well but they will every time if you look at the reactions it shows you that whatever the most amount of reactions it has is on the left hand side of that sort of reaction to the post like the thumbs ups and it'll tell you a number and that sort of thing it's i'm telling you now boys it's the ha ha people are just laughing at everything they're putting out like everyone knows now it seems to be a massive trend everyone knows everything they put out is pure fucking propaganda it's lies it's bullshit and they're calling them on it you know like fair enough if it really what it what it really means i don't know um yeah may mean really nothing but i just i just thought it was quite interesting that people and the public in general now seem to be just laughing at everything the mainstream media pumps out on on facebook and i think that's brilliant i mean if you guys have you guys noticed the same sort of thing not only getting smashed in the comments by all the people sharing real information and you know um calling bullshit on all that sort of stuff but yeah people are just laughing like you know that whole um the tale of the, the emperor wears no clothes you know they're all laughing at the so-called emperor being the, the mainstream media you know they're giving they're taking their power away and they're just laughing at them right in their face it's awesome andy have you noticed this yeah i have uh generally yeah, i have noticed it. The, the trouble with social media though is it it's sometimes like a bit of a bubble you know and probably not like a real like snapshot of of the way the actual community is like thinking and and about things like it was really really like like telling for me that i was thinking that were people you know say like before the queensland lockdowns anyway that people were waking up a bit you know getting the getting the the trend about like covid and everything like that but like during the queensland lockdowns i really seen how just they're not right like with every single person in the shopping center wearing a mask and every single person at a set of traffic lights wearing their masks in their goddamn car so you know it, it so while i absolutely agree with you and it, and in some respects it probably are waking up to the mainstream media on social media they're certainly not translating it to their everyday lives. They're still following along whatever comes out of the tell-lie-vision like they have done in the past. You know, that's that's how I see it. Mm, fair enough. Ethan, uh, your thoughts, man? Yeah, thanks, General. Um, yeah, it is. It, I love when the uh, mainstream media gets smashed on social media, you know. Um, <laughs> we've seen it a lot of times, you know, when the vaccine polls come up, you know, the truth movement on Facebook all mobilized from across the world to just come on and smash yeah. it, yeah. you know. And it seems these days that a lot of the, most of the people just um, of the truth movement follow those pages to try and influence the, obviously, the reacts and the likes and all of that type of stuff. Um, I don't think that that is a is a correlation that say the average person watching Seven News is laughing at that. It just means that you know thousands of people are following Seven News's page to go on and laugh and let them have it. You know that are already awake. 
um, and smash them in the comments and stuff. And this is why they want to censor social media so bad is because people are finding ways to do it. You guys may remember when that Millions Rise Australia Facebook page was open and they remember they did targeted campaigns at 6 and 7 p.m., go on 7 News's page, go on Dan Andrews' page, and everyone was just going on, arrest Dan, arrest Dan, just spam in the comments, you know. People are figuring out how to do this in the hopes that any normie audience that are on those pages will react and see the comments and will see that the laugh react is the heaviest there mm. and might think about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, does that correlate that there's a mass awakening and people are just fed up with the stuff? No, I think it's the same people, but I am, I love it when this type of thing happens because that's the freedom of the marketplace. You know what I mean? And especially with these reactions, it gives you a good tool to let them know that it's absolute BS you know, not just going in the comments and being attacked by spam bots. Now you can just do a a, la- a heart react or a, a laugh react or an angry react and that's the end of it. No one can attack you there and you can have your voice without, you know, having to meet that opposition. So I, I love the way that social media has been played like that and I love that the social media giants that are on there, you know, are getting smashed um, and I, I, I definitely believe that that is one of the major keys is why they're trying to censor social media at the moment, mate. Yeah, and I agree. That's just my thoughts. Yeah. Well, I agree about that you're right because is it actually, you know, is it actually changing anything or you're seeing those people targeting those pages in that sort of sense? But, and that's, I think that's what it's really, that's what it's really about. You know, it's, it's providing that uh, ammunition to do that. But then you're it's the secondary benefit of anyone scrolling through, seeing those same posts from social media and then going, wow, most people think this is funny or it's, you know, maybe, you know, there's there all these people calling it bullshit and stuff like uh, yeah. it's, it's the fence citizen, you know, the people who aren't sure who may just somehow, you know, scroll across this in their feed. They're the ones that I think will benefit from seeing our, our, those reactions, you know, and, and people laughing at it and calling bullshit and, all that sort of stuff because you know they're the ones we kind of need to sway you know it's the more of them the better um and even absolutely i, I kind of sit there and think like it doesn't like it doesn't really mean anything in general not really but you know you gotta you gotta wonder if the if the social media manager of these outlets who's in control of you know looking after putting that content out to the to the public you know do they then have to write a report to go back to their, you know, their boss that says, "Here's the what reactions we've had to whatever posts and stuff," and then cop that shit on the chin and think, "Yo, fuck, yeah, people are laughing at us." You know, what's going on? You know, it makes you wonder <laughs> yeah, if that's if they've got to then if they're copping that, you know, and they've got to then change their tactics a bit or or maybe pull back on what they're doing or you know, you just think maybe there's a there's a chance that that's making them change the way they operate a little bit you know because people are literally calling bullshit on this stuff so and it's good to see but that's what i wonder i sort of maybe that's not true maybe that doesn't really play into it all but maybe it does so good to, good to think about i guess anyway <laughs> absolutely you know social media is it's a magic technology you know what i mean these mm. apps that have been developed not necessarily good magic you know the devices themselves might be good and there's an argument for that but these apps you know they're they're a double-edged sword, mate, you know, and in the same way that we can do that, you know, obviously Facebook, if you go into your activity log, it's logging what you're laughing about. So they're building a profile on what you're laughing at, what you're angry reacting. You see how it's that double-edged sword? You, you can have your voice heard, but at the same time, your voice is being heard, if Cor- you know what I'm saying. Correct, but if you're mm. smart enough, you 
you know, anyone who puts anything on Facebook or joins up on Facebook will put data that is not correct. You know what I mean? Don't put your right age. Don't put where you live. Don't put any of that sort of stuff. You know, like give them limited information, create profiles that aren't based on who you actually are. I think if people need to sort of perhaps go back through their own settings and, and change some of that stuff or close their account and start up a new one that has, you know, a lot more false information, so to speak, so that they're, oh, they're gaining all this information, but it's literally worthless to them, you know? So we've got to be a bit smarter about how we do this, I think, uh, in general, using their platforms. Yeah, for sure, General. Mm. But unfortunately, the large majority of people Don't. aren't like that. Correct. You know, know, they've but... got their real names on there. They've got photos of their families and dogs and everything on, on public, you know what I mean? Like, if you're on there as Joe Schmo the second. um that you know the only way they could find you is if you don't have the vpn and all of these security measures for them to then track the behind the scenes mm. but if you're just out there with with your real name on there you know what i mean you're you're building a, a catalog and a profile yeah. and i understand that and i use it to my advantage you know what i mean to build as you're saying false catalogs under my real name or am i i'll leave them guessing <laughs> yeah, but, <nice. laughs> um you know, I'm aware of that, whereas a lot of people aren't aware of that. So just be careful of that double-edged sword. And as General said, make sure you do go through your settings and, and everything. And if you can, if you're not a regular social media user and you're only on there specifically for doing this type of thing, definitely use some sort of an alias to do it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's just my thoughts. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting, you know, I was very disappointed, mate, that Alex Jones got the best name in the world info wars mate because it's an information war every day oh yeah how how he must have known seriously how right was he to do that you know what 30 years ago or however long yeah. he's been doing it for yeah yeah Spot crazy mm. and prison planet that was a good name you know they're both totally. very telling <laughs> yeah, yeah very right, yeah. very confronting names as well it makes you kind of makes you think too when you hear those those terms um mm, sure but yeah, yeah. Be vigilant, uh, people. Absolutely, yeah. You're spot on, man. Be be very vigilant. Be very careful how you develop these profiles because uh, they are they literally are watching everything we do. Um, and I know some people might not really care, but hey, you got to remember that sort of stuff. Just be wary of it at least. All right, let's uh, move on here, lads. Now, something else that came up that I thought was really interesting because we've spoken about it a fair bit over the last uh, couple of months. Um, and that is, of course, you know, the, the whole Great Reset. You know, we've done, we put articles out and we've done shows covering it and so has many other uh, podcasters on the net as well. All you got to do is, you know, go to whatever you're using to listen to podcasts and search the term The Great Reset and you'll find a whole host of people talking about that sort of stuff. Um, but one thing I wanted to kind of uh, discuss was this article I came across as well because I'd seen a few posts over the last couple of days about old, uh, old Billy Gates and this is really interesting because this title of this article says Bill Gates buying up huge amount of farmland while Great Reset tells Americans, well, let's just say the world, future is no private property. And that has really been the case since, you know, Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, I think more specifically with regards to private, the end of private property. Uh, and of course, the World Economic Forum in this whole Great Reset and Klaus Schwab, you know, the Mr. Bond villain himself, um, is really, they are really pushing forward with this. They're putting out a lot of, you know, memes and, and these things aren't done by just randoms on the internet. This is literally put out by the World Economic Forum 
you'll see a meme of a you know just a picture of a guy and the and the caption will read something along the lines of uh, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy about it like i mean it's just so dystopic that what they're trying to say like they literally don't want you to own anything you'll rent your, your whole life will be renting everything rent, renting where you live renting your vehicle renting renting everything no matter what it is you won't literally own anything probably even down to the clothes on your very back in the in the long run uh, but this article, like I said, in light of all of that, Bill Gates is literally buying up whole swaths of um, prime American farmland, you know. So we know, of course, he has ties of, uh, with the uh, big agro like Monsanto. He does a lot of business with them. Um, I think he's probably owned a whole bunch of shares in Monsanto or what is it, uh, Bayer, Bayer that owns them uh, now. Uh, you know what I mean? So he's well well aware of what he's doing. It's not just for, you know, because he wants some so a nice view on whatever property he wants. He's literally wanting to control the food. And that's what I think this, this comes down to. And we've spoken this before, especially on, I think, perhaps was the uh, depopulation agenda episode we did way back in like season one or something. Um, you know, the, the, the way to control the population is through food. You know, I think that's, that's how they're going to really try and wipe out most of humanity. Um, in terms of population control, which we know they're obsessed with, and I think we that was part of the conclusion we've come down to. Like, there's yes, there's vaccines, and yes, there's all this stuff that they're going to try and do to us, and it's the slow kill and all that. But if they're really going to do it with any gusto or or in a, I guess a, a more quicker fashion, the only way to, to do that is is through food, other than literally bombing and wiping out people like that, but the, starving them out. You know, this 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 tactic has been used by, you know, p- people like Paul. Pol Pot and Mao and you know um, Stalin, you know all these dictators around the world through history. They they literally starve their populations um, to death. You know that's how they control them. And here we have Bill Gates uh, buying up all this farmland, I guess, to control even more food. So I wanted to just go through a little bit of this article as well, just because it's got a few of the statistics here as well. Uh, and I'll, I'll get your take on it as well, fellas, once I've, I've finished going through it. So while Americans are being told by great reset technocrats that the future is one without private property, Bill Gates and other billionaires have been buying up huge amounts of farmland. Indeed, Gates is now the biggest owner of farmland in America, according to a report by Forbes. After years of reports that he was purchasing agricultural land in places like Florida and Washington, the land report reveals that Gates, who has a net worth of nearly $121 billion, according to Forbes, has built up a massive farmland portfolio spanning 18 states. His largest holdings are in Louisiana with uh, nearly 70,000 acres, um, Arkansas with nearly 48,000 acres, Nebraska with nearly 21,000 acres. Additionally, he has a stake in 25, uh, over 25,000 acres in transitional land on the west side of Phoenix, Arizona, which is being developed as a new suburb. I think that's one of his new smart city initiatives that he wanted to, to do. Um, there was talks of that, oh, geez, five years ago, I think. Um, but anyway, Gates now owns 242,000 acres of farmland across the U.S., mostly through third-party entities by Cascade Investments, uh, Gates's personal investment vehicle. Uh, according to Forbes, it is not known what Gates is doing with the land, and Cascade Investments refused to comment on the issue. 
So he's being a little bit hush-hush about this. In terms of individual landowners, Gates is still far behind media mogul John C. Malone, who is on top in the top spot with 2.2 million acres of ranches and forests, and CNN founder Ted Turner, who owns 2 million acres of ranch land. Amazon's Jeff Bezos is also investing in land on a large scale, according to the report. Uh, what billionaire philanthropists and technocrats are acquiring land uh, at an accelerated speed, they appear to be telling the general public that in future, the private property will virtually cease to exist. Uh, in his books, World Economic Forum founder and globalist Klaus Schwab makes clear that the Fourth Industrial Revolution, or the Great Reset, will lead to the abolition of private property. That message is echoed on the World Economic Forum's official website, which states, Welcome to the year 2030. Welcome to my city, or should I say, our city. I don't own anything. I don't own a car. I don't own a house. I don't own any appliances or any clothes. Apparently, you won't be allowed to own any private property, and your only recourse will be to live in a state of permanent dependency on a small number of rich elitists who own everything. That used to be called feudalism, which is a form of slavery. So that's the article. I will, of course, uh, I'll most likely be re reposting that on realnewsastray.com, but it'll be in the show notes as well. Boys, um, Ethan, I might cross to you first of all before we head over to Andy there. Um, man, what's your thoughts on this? Old Billy Gates starting to own up all this uh, farmland in America, man, and controlling the food. Yeah, General. Bloody hell, hey. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. Um, obviously, Bill Gates, when you've got that much money, mate, you can do whatever you want and who knows what they're going to use that for. You know what I mean? He could using it for a whole number of things. Obviously, you mentioned his ties to food and whatnot and, and all of this type of stuff. But for me, I think that this article does a great job tying it to the Great Reset and to Agenda 30. You know, the Great Reset, it's about to kick off, boys. Two days, the World Economic Forum are meeting. Um, it'll be the 18th overseas. Obviously, we're a day ahead. Mm -hmm. um, so it'll be two days from now. It's going to kick off, and that's going to focus, obviously, on the capitalism uh, aspect of things, how we can transform the economy over the next 10 years. And we've already seen last year, um, at the end of last year in December, the United Nations World Food Summit, that they had talking about the transformation of food and the Rockefeller Foundation and the Washington Post, their series of lectures mid last year on, you know, talking about what was it called the future reset that was their forum. So these moves are being made and it definitely links to all of these buying ups of things around the world, not just by the philanthropists themselves, the so-called philanthropists, but by their organizations, you know, um, and it's because, like, I, it's almost like the COVID thing is part A, a distraction, part P, obviously, the Epsilon agenda, so that people will accept some of these changes. But, boys, we're entering the era of climate hysteria. This is what's going to be driving us for the next 10 years, along with coronavirus. And the end goal is, as you put out, mate, end of private ownership of cars and vehicles and land, but also other things like water, air, food, they're going to be incredibly important. And this might be what it's all about, mate, mm. you know, moving on those types of things so that you've got asset, um, large assets for what will become the new gold, things like water. You know, we see companies like Nestle buying up water reserves all, of the, all over the world. You know, we see even here in Australia, Coca-Cola owns 
a whole bunch of water reservoirs, millions and millions of litres of Australian water that they just ship off overseas. This is the way that the world's going. And, and to the, the point of that great article, mate, as they tell us that we're the problem and we have to get smaller and smaller, they get bigger. So yeah. it's very suspicious, mate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Andy, um, unmute yourself there. And what are your, what are your thoughts on, on that one, mate? Gates buying up huge amounts of farmland. Well, Great Reset tells Americans future, or let's say the world, future is no private property. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? It's incredible that, that, that anybody could look at that kind of promotion and and how bold they are for a start. Um, I mean, they've really got like like big kahunas to actually like promote themselves in that way. You know, to me, it's just absolutely incredible. Um, and it's amazing that the average Joe out there can can look at that sort of stuff and just shrug his shoulders and think, well, oh well, you know, nothing nothing here. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, you can see it's been happening. You know, they've gotten control of energy a long time ago, and and uh, you know, pharmaceuticals have been corrupted a long time ago. So it's just it's part of the step, isn't it? You know, like food and you know, yeah. and eventually land, it'll be like property. Yeah, yeah, land land equals food, obviously. So it's sort of it's it's all it's all part of you know tiptoe towards slavery. That's how I mean. the the plan The plan is very clear, like for all to see. Mm. You know, yeah, I think so just, too. Um, it's just, so it's just, you know, and yeah, it. I, I guess probably the biggest question is, is how how COVID fits into the whole like Great Reset thing. And yeah, like Ethan's already said, um, you know, I I think it probably is you know, a little bit towards, you know, like tipping up the um, pharmaceutical industry, but but probably a big part of it is distraction while they roll out all of this kind of like this great reset thing and basically steal everyone's wealth. Yeah. What I you what know? I tend to liken it to is, um, you know, back when they were pushing the whole climate change stuff, you know, all of these mega rich people, then, you know, they all tout that they support the climate change initiative and all the green initiative. And then they go and buy up all these oceanfront properties, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I think the sea levels are rising and then they go and buy all these oceanfront properties. Like, come on, you don't believe it. You're just fucking yeah. saying it. Like, it's just ridiculous. Uh, I sort of just liken it to that or, or, kind of maneuver. Or, or flop fly themselves around in, in massive heavy jets <laughs> yeah. you know? instead of just buying a first-class ticket they yeah. fly their own like massive aircraft yeah. leave all their lights on in all the rooms in their mega mansions you know like yeah, <laughs> yeah. um yeah, but i think ethan you know cottoned onto something there as well that yeah the whole they have the, the meet like you said the meetings coming up um and i think uh, you know they've put the whole climate change green agenda i guess a little bit on hiatus on the back burner for the last 14 months while um their covid plans sort of uh went into play you know it's been sitting on the back burner but i think he's right that will then of course be the next push again um because it's a massive it's another big control measure that they need to use to to get all the plans into place um but i can't wait to start seeing the headlines you know where they'll link climate change uh, to coronavirus, you know, I'm sure that'll come out soon enough. What do you reckon? <laughs> Climate change causes coronavirus, or it'll be some sort of shit like that. I, I guarantee it. They'll put something out like that. <laughs> I, I like 
it's all all bets are on for anything in this crazy world, you know. Like, <laughs> so nothing, absolutely nothing, surprises me anymore from this point onwards. So, yeah. you know, um, go for it, boys. Yeah. Uh, what do you reckon, Ethan? It'll be that'll be the newest headlines company we can that we can laugh at with our reactions on social media. <laughs> I can't wait, mate. I can't <laughs> wait to see the headlines once everything merges together. You know that. Um, you know you've got to box yourself in your climate change houses because the sun causes coronavirus or something that they'll invent you know <laughs> who knows what as as andy said all bets are off these days we live in an absolute clown world it's a it's a marvelous comedy skit you know and who knows where the next twist and turn is going to take yeah. you know they might the who knows what they're going to say next we've got the new mutant ninja turtle strain of the coronavirus the new mutant one um so who knows yeah, it's just exactly. going to continue on you know the, the the mutant of the mutant of the mutant might have come from the climate change ridden ashes of the forests that have been burnt down and traveled from africa or something yeah oh, we'll i guarantee you that's that's the sort of shit they'll i'll do. stop i'll stop giving them ideas mate. <laughs> This is my intellectual property. <laughs> well, Gates, Gates is, of course, a subscriber to the podcast, so yeah, maybe don't give him any ideas. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> mate, now, there was an interesting article you put up because it kind of ties into that whole technocratic agenda as well that we were sort of hinting towards with in that article. Um, and it's really on our back, back doorstep. And, you know, I think you were kind of spot on with your summation in the piece as well. But I'd like you uh, to... to tune our listeners into tottnews.com with that piece that you've just put up and um yeah while they're at it they can go and read all the other interesting stuff you've got over there but yes this latest one you put up mate i'll get you to talk us through it queensland rail boasts about uh surveillance capabilities in new ad yeah that's right mate um i just thought i'd do a quick piece on this latest piece on tottnews.com but just talking about Queensland Rail and their new advertisement campaign, um, which is the Hard to Trespass campaign, which has been popping up everywhere on YouTube ads, bloody Spotify ads. It's all over the train network, all over the city. You know what I mean? They've just really been driving this home for the last couple of weeks. And the reason I wanted to talk about it was because the when I, and I talk about this in the article, the what they're trying to say is that this is a campaign to stop people trespassing, to stop injuries and incidents that are happening on Queensland's tracks, you know, that happened through the years. Someone might walk across a train track or, you know, be walking along or whatever the terrorist activities that they're, they're doing, according to Queensland Rail. But this ad was far from an ad that is talking about, you know, how to prevent injuries previously they've had a history of just simple ads like someone walking onto a train track getting hit by trains like you don't want this to happen to you don't go on the tracks you know but now this ad and you can watch it i've embedded the ad on the website in this article but you can watch it and it the the entirety of the ad is just them identifying two suspects from a high-tech sophisticated surveillance room that they're in and the effects are all you know dark you know light navy blue and you know very sci-fi looking and they've got you know massive screens in front of them which detail all of the cameras that they're looking at 
and they're pretty much just bragging about the speed and efficiency that they can identify and get a police officer to the scene and the ad just ends with the officer on the scene about to apprehend the suspects Mm -hmm. and that's where it ends you know and right before it ends the lady says she turns to her partner in the control center and says ha guess they didn't realize we were watching them 24 7 and then that's the ad (laughs) and it's like well that's not for me personally i did i didn't see that as an ad that's really looking out for people that might be going onto the tracks and stuff to me it seemed like that this was an orwellian bragging point and a way to continue to normalize the amount of surveillance cameras that are that are currently present all around the state. Um, Queensland Rail has 12,000 CCTV cameras across their network, um, and I talk about it in the article. Many of them are either facial recognition activated down the Gold Coast or in the process across the whole network was being replaced with that. Mm. And they have a history of being a part of this smart city dystopian vision. So to me, this wasn't just an awareness campaign. This was an ad that A, was them boasting about their new technologies and B, you know, they are normalizing this in the eyes of the people. It's the same way that the militarization of police is normalized over slow periods of time to the the point where it becomes normal. To me, this was another campaign like that. Let me know your thoughts, listeners, but I'll throw to you, General. Have you had a chance to see this ad anywhere? And if not, or if so, what are your general thoughts just on this this advertisement campaign and, and what they're trying to, to say here? Yeah, I haven't actually... Um, have, I haven't been exposed to the uh, to the advertising campaign as yet, other than what you've got on your, um, on your website. Um, like, I've, I've watched yep. that video, but... Um, Sorry, one sec. You all good? Oh, thanks, Donald. Cheers. Um, so I just had a had a sweet delivery from the missus. Um, yeah. So sorry. Back to what we were saying. I haven't actually seen it. Like, I haven't been on any uh, public transport. I haven't seen any posters or any of that sort of stuff. I've only seen what you've you've put up, and I haven't even seen it on any. Not that I really watch a lot of mainstream TV, but I haven't seen anything on mainstream media TV about what they're trying to do. But uh, I think you're right with that last little bit of what they say in, in in the ad is very telling of what it's actually about. That's where the key is. Like they save it all the way right to the end. You know, the whole ad is about, yeah, we're going to try and keep everyone safe and, you know, we're monitoring the network and we're, you know, watching out for people doing the wrong thing, blah, blah, blah. But then, you're right. It, it, and I like what you've termed it is that authoritarian creep because that's what it's about. It's about showing the public about what they're actually capable of. You know, and, and you're kind of giving us a hint and they're showing us, they're saying, here we go, you know, we are watching you 24-7, you know, like 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, it's for that's your it. safety. It's for your security. Of course, these are, we always talk about, that's what they sell it to us on. You know, that's what they, mm. that's that's the selling point, of course. But the uh, hidden agenda behind it is, of course, it's it's literally tied into this friggin' dystopian technocratic uh, lifestyle that they want to build up around us. Um, that's, that's what I think general. about it, mate. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm glad you saw the the correlations there. I, you know, for me, I, I, and I talk about this in the piece in greater lengths if people want to read it. But for me, not only there's the symbolic programming. You know, we're talking about these things. How it, it's through media visuals and symbols and tone and everything that these messages get across. But also, as you said, mate, that last part sums it all up. And who else? 
was always watching 24-7. Well, it was Big Brother in George Orwell's 1984. In fact, there's posters all around the city in that tale telling you that Big Brother is watching with a face of Big Brother on it. You know, so for me, I could see the similarities between a number of elements and, you know, given the fact that Queensland Rail are just part of the usual suspects, you know, that we've covered for a few years now, it didn't surprise me that this was their avenue to take things. But at the same time, you know, I wanted to identify it for what it is. It's not a campaign to, to help anyone. You know, I even say it in the article, how many people really in Queensland, millions and millions of people, how many people are really crossing the the networks and whatnot i had a look and it was like 1000 people a year or something like that you know what i mean is that really justification for so many intrusive measures Twelve thousand cctv cameras you know and we could talk about crime and everything but they've already got their specialized forces to prevent that you know it's it's yeah, private it's, security. Me, they've got yeah their own yeah, like you said, almost like their own police force to to monitor to police this stuff. Exactly, yeah. and fair enough to have CCTV in certain locations where you can't man that. But these people are so widespread now; they're they're a wing of the Queensland Police Department. They're written into legislation now. They've got enough to prevent that. This isn't about prevention. This is about bragging. Here's our powers. Big brother is always watching you, citizen. And that's what I got from it. I didn't I didn't walk away from you know, looking at that video thinking, Oh yeah, I, you know, I feel safer and you know, oh, good good job, you know, Queensland Rail for doing the right thing. I, I didn't think that at all. I mean, that's just me, of course, oh. but I'm wondering if a lot of people out there, I'd like to hear from the listeners, if you watch that video, of course the link will be in the show notes to Ethan's article. Um, back to back to Todd News. Um, but yeah, I wonder if people watching that feel the same, if they think, oh, you know, like, do you, do you get that feeling of, oh, they're keeping me safe or all that sort of stuff? Cause I certainly didn't. I, I immediately thought what an overreach, you know, there was just a massive overreach. For sure. It's very eerie. Yeah. It leaves you with a very eerie feeling afterwards. Like, well, that was bizarre. <laughs> mm. It's like, and that's being shown on the trains and there's posters, you know, with the police officer just standing there and stuff, you know, it's. It's very eerie, very dystopian, and I'm glad you got that. And, uh, and yeah, it's there available on tottnews.com if you want to leave your thoughts or comment on this episode. You know, yeah, let us know what you think. But I'm glad you felt the same way, General. Just rubbed me the wrong way, and I wasn't going to do anything. But I seen it that many times, so I was just like, I've got to say something about this. This is just creepy. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Um, let's read Andy. I want to see Andy. Did you get a chance to have a look at that piece that he put up? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, look, I completely agree with all of the comments. Um, yeah, it, it, to me, it had absolutely nothing to do with rail systems or anything like that. I, I just, I couldn't even, you know, begin to understand what the hell they were actually trying to get at. It was just a scene with police and cameras and, like you said, 12,000 cameras. Just, like, beyond ridiculous. Yeah, over and, and, yeah, can you, can you imagine the actual investment, like the actual infrastructure investment on the, on the security equipment and the actual manpower trying to run this whole thing just to, just to keep some, like, school kids, like, from crossing the railway tracks on the way home from school or something? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's just un- absolutely, you know, absolutely insane. But... Um, like we said before, uh, it shouldn't be any surprise in this loopy world we live in, man. 
And um, and your comments before about you know like the Great Reset um, and no 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 cars, no assets, no anything like that. Maybe what they're thinking is that like rail systems particularly are going to be the only like thing that are going to move move the general public around the place. So they need to be fully fully controlled to keep those non-mask wearers out of the train platforms i'm mm. thinking yeah the mass sure. movement of people yeah they've, they've definitely got to do it through things like buses and trains of course Absolutely. yeah 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 so maybe yeah. that's the direction they're heading with the security for sure prepping yeah, us I, all for I comment, it i comment on that on, in the article you know like i say that the trains don't just think that this is just you know a, a misdemeanor now you know it's 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 very pressing because they predict that private vehicles will be done, you know, high-speed high rail and just rail networks in general will be the way that mass populations will get into high cities, you know, once cars become unaffordable and this type of stuff. And if, if we don't stop it now, if we don't stop this infrastructure being built now and call these ads out now, then you will end up in a world. So, you know, I'm glad you see the same, Andy, because there's definitely a deeper agenda. Railway is going to be the future system that everyone takes you know in in the slums and then you just get in your high speed little jets and go and just shoot up to the city like they do in japan for example can just get three hours travel in two minutes and just get mass populations into smart cities this is the group that's going to do it and you know the fact that they're boasting about this stuff now we can stop it now Mm. so i I hope people take that away as well i wonder when they're going to partner with um clara yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for that 100%. partnership, yeah. Yeah, we'll see how that all interlocks together. Mm, absolutely. Stay tuned. <laughs> well, boys, um, I've got nothing else uh, I wanted to cover for this one other than, um, yeah, just encourage people. Look, I didn't really want to talk about the whole Gates, uh, sorry, um, Trump and Biden and US election kind of stuff. I'm... Uh, I mean, we're still watching it, still trying to keep an eye on what's going on, but uh, I think it's, in my point of view, it's it's just doing my head in. I don't really want to, to talk about it much. I mean, Andy, if you wanted to, that's fine, or if any of you guys wanted to comment on that sort of stuff. I, no. I particularly didn't want to uh, for this one. No, I'm, I'm going to give a season review um, once it's all over <laughs> of this season. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same. I think I think things have been pretty quiet, really. Um in the last few days, I don't think anything particularly worthy has happened in the last, um, you know, four There's or five still, days. Still people out there, though. You trust the plan. It's all going to national broadcast systems all going to go down soon. You know, like, I just, what a season, boys. What yeah. Season. I mean, you could literally, it's like, right, you know, going on a, a or owning a, a movie review website. You could almost do a, a review like that on this whole saga, like a movie review, you know. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm, I'm actually I'm going to do one mm. on the season this season of America. You know, the, it's it was one of the the most gripping. You know, people. Yeah. Oh, so that's it, the angle you're going to try and do with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, no, that'd it, be good. It unfortunately, and it unfortunately sucked in a lot of people from our community, the truth movement as well. You know, mm. and mm. sucked people into believing. You know, in the political circus and theater again, and you know, really took away perhaps some potential valuable minds that we could have had during that four years to stop all of this yeah, you know so yeah, big time. that's but i don't want to get into all of that you know what i mean it's yeah, yeah we'll the show that. goes on yeah we'll leave that for now a different yeah we'll see what happens who knows i could be wrong there's all all crap could could 
take place over the next three days, you know? So yeah, because yeah. it's have to write it out. Yeah, isn't he supposed to bloody hand over power today, like the 16th of January or some shit? Oh, for, yeah. Sorry, for America, because it's the 16th over there. Yeah, I don't know what the thing... I know his inauguration's on the 20th, and that's what they're all building up for with mm. all the armed protests and all this stuff that's going to happen, apparently. Yeah, all the, all the National Guard troops, 20,000 of them or something in the capital at the moment or some shit, but... Yeah, but yeah. Biden's just going to come out behind a glass screen again, give his stupid speech, nothing's going to happen, and, mm. you know, hopefully some people might realise they've been duped, but we'll talk about that when a different day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I did have a, a little thing I wanted to add, uh, folks. I published up on um, Real News Australia Facebook page on 14th of January. I said, because uh, I figured this might be something we could all do to, you know, if we encounter people in public, just to get the gist and to see where people are at. I said, ask people if they're wearing a mask because of the threat of a virus or the threat of a fine. Because uh, I wanted to just get, trying to get the feeling out there of the, of the public, you know what I mean? Because it, to me, I actually think that most people, or a lot of people at the very least, uh, are only doing it because they don't want to get a fine. That's the only reason why they're going. They're just going along. Oh, I don't want to get a fine. I'll just wear the mask and I'll just do it. Because obviously we know the ones who, like the lady behind me in Bunnings line, you know, whinging about me not wearing a mask, and we get those looks from people thinking, you know, oh, you're going to make us all sick and all that sort of stuff. But you know. I do. I, th- I actually honestly think a lot of the people are just going along with it. They just they'll just don the mask, like you said with those Uber drivers and stuff, Ethan. You know, they're just putting it on because they're told to, because they have to. They think they're going to cop a fine. That's For the sure. Threat. You know, I, th- I yeah. think to me personally, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. They they think, oh, I don't, I can't afford to spend all this money on a fine. You know, like when even they can't find you, to be honest. But yeah, for sure, man. That's like only from my small anecdotal evidence. That's what I've come across. You know, as soon as I'm that person to break the ice and go, do we really have to wear this nappy on our face? And they go, oh, thank God. You know, so it's it's good to your point that maybe people are just afraid of the fine, not the virus itself. Mm. The other thing too, um, Andy and Ethan is I. The next day on the 15th, I said, you know, I put it in our post up. I said, look at this shit. I said, please, please get tested. We need more cases. We need to justify a vaccine. And of course, New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian, or whatever her name is, uh, has issued a plea for New South Wales residents to resist complacency and lift testing numbers after the state recorded no new local coronavirus cases for a second straight day. Isn't that interesting? Uh, there were... I find these numbers ridiculous, to be honest, because I don't know how they can actually do them. But it says there were 16,070 tests reported overnight compared to the previous day's total of (laughs) 20,437. How can they even do? Like, I don't know how many labs are doing tests. 16,000 tests. That's, you know, running PCR tests. I mean, how do they have that many machines going to run these tests? Like, it just, I don't understand. From what Claire was telling us, Andy, you know, these things do take a little bit of time to run, you know, like, interesting. I find it very, very, I think they just make these numbers up, to be honest. I'm sure that's what they're doing. Yeah, for sure. Like, technically, technically, because I even, one of my friends, I think, I'm not sure if he still listens to the podcast, but uh, one of my mates and listeners, Mark, uh, uh, his brother-in-law used to work for, I think, um, QML, you know, Queensland Medical Labs or whatever it is. You know, he used to work for them. Um... And even he was even questioning the amount of tests that they say they're doing and the speed of they're doing them. He's like, there's no way these... He's like, they can barely... They couldn't they can even keep up with the amount of testing needed to be done before the pandemic. 
And yet mm. they're saying they're doing all these tests and stuff. Like he's like, no way, man. Like no way they can get that many done. So I find that ridiculous, to be honest. Mm, but anyway, she, she then goes on to say, we're really pleading with the community. Please come forward and get tested if you have the mildest of symptoms. That will allow us to have the confidence to bring in the easing of restrictions. Like it's <laughs> it's literally Orwellian double think. Or double speak, I should say. You know, come in, even if you have the mildest of symptoms, get it so you can get tested, and then we can ease the restrictions. Oh, come <laughs> on. Seriously. <laughs> oh, it does my head it's, in, man. I'm, Gladys, if you're listening, love, you, I'll give you a hint. You've got to bribe them. You've got to incentivize them. Yeah. Take, yep. a, take, a, take a hint from Dan Andrews' book. Yep, they've done that before. <laughs> then you'll, then you'll start getting some tests. Don't plead with them on Facebook. Tell them you got a thousand dollars, Gladys. If you're listening. Take take my advice, love. Yeah, yeah. You're yes. already in debt. Don't worry about. It. Just keep throwing money at people, and then they'll get more tests. Yeah. Easy work. Oh, wow. uh, Sydney siders will eat that up. Yeah. So I, I share that as well because it just <laughs> just blows me away. They just want cases. You know, cases, cases, cases. More cases. Uh, anyway, Endo, um, anything else you wanted to cover before we uh, wrap this one up, mate? Uh, no, nah, I think we um, covered everything on those topics pretty thoroughly, General. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I agree with Ethan what he just said. If you ins- if you throw some cash at them, they'll be lined up down the street. Mm. Mm. And what's money anyway if it's not just some keystrokes in someone's computer? Like, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> I mean, in a few, I mean, what is it? And probably in a couple of years' time, we'll be feeling the massive pinch of all this, you know, all this uh, stimulus package money that they've been throwing out to everyone. Um, and it'll just come back in the form of hyperinflation or inflation, you know, which is, of course, another hidden tax on the population because your money then buys less, you know what I mean? And as, as the price of everything goes up, you've got less money to actually pay for that stuff. Um, That's it, yeah. So it'll just come back to bite us in the ass once again. So they'll uh, they'll sting us further down the track, of course. Um, yeah. yeah, when it's our money altogether, mm. like it's ours, like they steal it from us, yeah, and the then taxation won't give theft. it back to yeah. us. Yeah, they steal it from us, won't give it back to us, and then they're going to punish us for the little parts they do give back to us, mm. but with by charging us more. Yeah, it's lunacy. Yeah, it is. Get off the grid, folks. <laughs> earn your own money, earn cash. Do what you can to get away from this fucking system because it is not built to help us, that's for sure. Well said. Yeah, man. All right, boys. Well, let's uh, wrap this one up. That, of course, uh, was Season 3, Episode 7 of the General Knowledge Podcast. Once again, please do head over to tottnews.com. Um, lots of always great information popping up over there. Well done, Ethan, for keeping that going. We love it. Um, and please go and show your support for him. Join up as a member. He doesn't have a job now. This is his job. He is basically full-time TOTT News guy. So um, please, yeah, go support him. Yeah, give him a fiver. What's a fiver a month? Seriously. We waste more money on crap. You know, Don't waste money on crap. Throw your money towards him. And uh, if you get a little bit extra, throw some over my way and get on board with my Patreon. There's a whole other podcast you guys are missing out on. Uh, there's now eight episodes available for listeners with um, part two of uh, our Port Arthur Massacre one that I did uh, with Oscar Zim. We're going to do Port uh, number two. That's a three-part series I'm going to do, so that'll be the next one coming up. That'll be episode nine for that one. Um, so yeah, guys, there's plenty of awesome content on there, and it's definitely just for the like-minded people. Uh, we've got a very limited audience there, and it's really just for you guys who support what we do. So 
Thanks again, Andy, for joining us for this one, brother. I appreciate your time. For uh, you're always a busy man. You're always, you know, uh, flying about, doing lessons, exercising. You, you've got so much going on your plate, man. I don't know how you do it. Seriously, like you're an absolute fucking machine, don't you? <laughs> Stop it. Man. And thanks again for having us sure. over for lunch last week. I mean, we we really loved it. It was good to catch uh, up with you. You know, yeah, it's always always very very good to have you know the brothers and the sisters um, uh, around and. You know all of that during these times. So um, yeah, it was funny. Really... I said to, I said to Danielle when we we're on our way home. I said, "How about Danius, eh?" And she's just like, going, "Oh my god!" Like I said, "Yeah, he does your head in sometimes, but he's like a little shit. He does it on purpose, you know." <laughs> oh just, yeah, he's a stirrer. He is yeah. an absolute shit stirrer. I find it funny. It's it's very funny to watch. That's um, for anyone listening. Um, he's quite often the man behind the camera. Whenever we put out any video footage from anything, we do at Real News Australia. Uh, Danius is like our cameraman behind the scenes, so yeah, well done to him. But he's yeah, he's he's a, he's a character. I love him. <laughs> but anyway, thanks again for coming on the show, bro. And Ethan, uh, as always, man, thanks for contributing your time. But of course, we know you're busy with all the stuff you're pumping out, man. But thanks for coming on for a chat for this one. It was good to go over some uh, some of the stuff. Yeah, thanks, General. Thanks to all the listeners out there. Always a pleasure. Mm. On and escape from the crazy world for a bit. You know, stay strong, everyone out there, as we continue through this psychological operation. As, as General said, make sure to do everything you can to start getting off the grid as much as you can. Mm, absolutely. I tell you what, folks, if you're listening, I encourage you very much more once again to uh, go and throw some money Ethan's way so he can get himself a new microphone because uh, it sounds like your voice has dropped about four octaves. When you listen to the replay of this one, mate, you'll you'll hear what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, mate, it's it's shot, mate. It, it's um, I was actually supposed to get a full member video out recently, and like the the Audio I don't is... know if it's the cord or the mic, but yeah, yeah, the old blue the old blue Yeti, mate, that I got in twenty fourteen for the start of the Australian Roundtable podcast. It's just it's, shit um, itself, eh? It's starting to shit itself, mate. Yeah. It's it's the end of an era. So yeah. apologies to the listeners out there, but hopefully you can still hear me a little bit. Yeah, we can hear. It's funny. Like, it starts off soft and then it comes in strong, but it, it honestly sounds like you've got massive, a big set of massive cojones on you. Like you've got real deep voice and stuff. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, well, not like ridiculous. Like it's still easy to listen to, but yet you'll hear what I mean when you when you listen to the playback. I'm sure you'll have a bit of a laugh. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I know what you, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It sounds awful. Apologies to all the guests out there. I sound like a robot. It's all good, man. But anyway, that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Throw some money at him so we can get himself a new microphone, guys, and keep putting out the good stuff for you. Anyway, that's a wrap for this one, guys. We'll uh, we'll catch you uh, in a couple of weeks. Peace.